everybody, and welcome back to Crowning Around, a podcast where three regular everyday peasants attempt to learn about the royal family through their depictions on film and television. My name is Sam Chung, and I come to you today with a heavy heart because we will be talking about the Crown, Season 2, Episode 10, the Season 2 finale, entitled Mystery Man, which means that today will be, for all intents and purposes, the last time that we're going to see some of the actors and actresses uh, that we've become so fond of over this past year, I guess. So, uh, as always, joining me to help uh, break down this episode are my two co-hosts. First, our very own mystery man, Mr. Ivan Vukovic. Ivan, what's the key to being a successful mystery man? You have to be constipated with fury. <laughs> okay, I don't really see how that applies, but you know what? That's what makes you the mystery man, and that's why we are just mere mortals. <laughs> Also back with us today, um, a woman who just put in an application to join our favorite charitable organization, the British Horse Society. It's Carlin Greenwald. Carlin, what was that application like to join the British Horse Society? I, I want to, you know, was there a quiz about whether or not I know horse facts? <laughs> Cannot <laughs> confirm or deny, but you definitely have to write like a five paragraph essay about your favorite kind of horse. And like how you would take care of that horse. So like, you know, it's very, it's a very rigorous process. You have to have like 10 years of experience with horses. <laughs> I'm surprised that you could take, you could contain 10 years of horse knowledge into just a simple five paragraph essay. It feels like you would just inherently need to, you know, extrapolate. They, they can be long paragraphs. Did you not, <laughs> you know, in school when you're like, that, no, this was me. Cause I was like one of those nerds who like every paragraph was like a page long. <laughs> so it's actually a really long essay. Oh, wow. Well, good luck on your application. I hope that they accept you. As always, right off the top, we want to say that, you know, we have no idea if the episodes that or if the events that unfolded in this episode are factually correct. You know, is this Philip's real workout routine? No idea, but we're going to assume that it is um, because it's more fun that way. And because we saw it on the screen and there's no reason for them to lie to us. Um, so to get things kicked off, season two, episode 10, Ivan, Give us a quick recap of the episode. Oh, boy. Uh, a lot <laughs> happened here. Um, so the episode uh, begins with uh, Philip having a bit of a, a cramp in his neck that he goes to uh, see an osteopath uh, for. Uh, he meets uh, Stephen Ward, who helps uh, fix his neck, uh, but then immediately starts to uh, invite Philip uh, to the types of gatherings and parties that uh, got him uh, in trouble with Elizabeth uh, oh so many years ago. Um, so it seems like Philip is now regressing into his old ways. Um, a year later, following that neck incident, um, news is starting to come out about uh, this man, Stephen Ward, the osteopath, and all of the various um, shindigs that he has arranged, uh, some of which include um, uh, you know, kind of foreign spies and people that might not have Britain's uh, interests uh, in mind. And the whole thing uh, blows up and becomes a big scandal. Um, he is put on trial and uh, his name is defaced uh, uh, to such a severe degree that he ends up uh, taking his own life. Um, and following that, uh, the police's investigation of his home reveal um some portraits that he drew of uh, Prince Philip. Um, and that, that was a detail I forgot to mention. This this guy also does portraits or, or caricatures. I'm not <laughs> sure. But uh, he, uh, yeah, so there is evidence of uh, Philip being tied to this man, um, which is uh, further um, propelled by this photograph in the newspapers uh, showing um, a snapshot of one of these parties where you see um, from the back a man in the corner of the room that seems to look a lot like the Duke of Edinburgh from behind. Um, so there is now um, rousing concern that uh, Philip's involvement with uh, Stephen Ward's affairs might be coming to light, uh, much to the chagrin of Queen Elizabeth, who has recently um, uh, started to uh, uh, expect uh, once more, uh, leading up to the birth of uh, Prince Edward at the end of this episode. But throughout uh, the, the entirety of this uh, finale, she has um, isolated herself to uh, a castle in Scotland so she can, um, you know, kind of get some distance from royal duties and relax and um, enjoy the kind of uh, tranquility that her doctor has uh, prescribed for her if she is to, uh, uh, you know, carry this pregnancy to term. 
Uh, let's see. In the meantime, you have uh, Prime Minister uh, McMillan, whose uh, reputation is continuing to uh, spiral uh, more and more. Um, he is getting very tired of the job. He is getting weary of his name being dragged through the mud. Um, he has lost the respect of his peers, his wife, the country, um, and ultimately Queen Elizabeth herself. Uh, he initially offers his resignation to her, uh, but she refuses and, uh, you know, encourages him to keep going, but eventually he just loses the will to do so and uh, quits uh, uh, the job. Uh, his party uh, replaces him with somebody that the public is not a big fan of. Uh, so both, uh, you know, the government and Elizabeth are being criticized for this. Um, and then um, let's see, on top of that, uh, we also have uh, Margaret, uh, 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 Princess Margaret being pregnant uh, herself. She and uh, Tony seem to have started to lose a bit of that spark, and uh, he seems to be very irritated with her, and, and, and the feeling appears to be somewhat mutual. Um, they are refurbishing their house, uh, which is apparently annoying a lot of their neighbors. Um, more on that probably later in our discussion. Uh, but yeah, all of this kind of uh, culminates in uh, Elizabeth confronting uh, Philip, not just about some of these um, latest um, uh, inquiries into his, uh, uh, you know, how he spends his free time. Uh, but she also finally confronts him uh, about the photograph of the ballerina from way back in the beginning of the season. And she reveals to him that uh, she found the photograph and she was uh, well aware of what it might um, indicate. And uh, ultimately, um, and we can, you know, talk more about, uh, you know, how this was presented and what it means. But Philip uh, seems to make a grand proclamation to just put his old ways behind him once and for all and be fully dedicated to Elizabeth moving forward. Um, and this is then uh, demonstrated by him being uh, present for the birth of Prince Edward. Um, and, you know, it was very notable because he was not present for um, Prince Andrew's birth. I'm not sure what the situation with Charles and Anne was, but ultimately this seems to be him making uh, a, a very grand gesture that he is now uh, fully in this whole thing, so to speak. Um, and that is The Crown Season 2. That's a wrap. Um, let's start with a, um, a question that I was wondering. So obviously... We don't know if Philip is the mystery man in the photo in real life, but do we think that Matt Smith, that's actually Matt Smith's head in the photo that they created for the crown? Uh, I would say, I'm going to guess yes. You think yes? They, they didn't want to get another actor. They're just like, Matt Smith, <laughs> you're already here. Get in this photo. Ivan, what do you think? Uh, is Yeah, I mean, I feel like it could just as easily be, you know, whoever they use for his stand-in, right? Ooh, that's true. So you think not his head? Yeah, I don't think so. I I don't think they were gonna waste his time with that. Okay, I don't have the answer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this was just a fun exercise. Actually, that that does segue into a bigger question. Um, does this episode and the events that it depicts suggest to us that Philip was indeed the mystery man? Because I'm I'm a little torn on it. I'm I'm like seventy five percent yes, twenty five percent no. I think I'm 85% yes and 15% no. It's consistent with everything that they've that the crown has shown us about Philip to this point. Mr. what's his face? Um the guy they end up going to uh what oh Dr. Ward, Ward Stephen Ward. Uh he knows Mike Parker and that's suspicious enough for me. Right, but uh, you know, in the earlier episodes of the season when when we were getting kind of version 1 of this whole debacle, um I I don't think there was much ambiguity about what Philip was doing and had done. Whereas I feel like this time around they're very careful not to confirm or any kind of clear indictment of him. Yeah, I I don't know. I want to believe that like he didn't just because I think it would be a better plot twist because we so expected to be him. And then when he's like, yeah, no, I thought he was uh, full of nonsense and then went to a Navy guy. Like that would have been a cool twist. But at the same time, I, I don't know. Like, why would you lie during your emotional confession? I think Ugh. that they, I feel like they, this one's a little bit different than the other ones, right? Because there were also like legal implications as well. Like someone did get arrested. It, there was like some, you know, government espionage element to this all. So I feel like 
it is a little bit different than the straightforward like scandalousness that we've gotten in the past from philip yeah again i'm still a little bit torn because i feel like the show has not previously shied away from painting the narrative that it wants to paint and and it seems like they they took a bit more of a non-committal stance here yeah i would almost believe that he wasn't the mystery man but he was admitting to the infidelity in the past and that's what he was going to make amends for i don't know can i just say i was ridiculed earlier when you got, I said, hey, you know what? Multiple people could have Galena Ulanova's photo. And then turns out multiple people apparently have this portrait of uh, Prince Philip just hanging around. They have to go track them down and like <laughs> bribe them to get them back. <laughs> what is what is Ward's deal? Why why is he drawing all these portraits? I guess he's ready for like blackmail. Wait, wait, so... So was Ward sketching multiple portraits of Prince Philip and then, what, selling them? It seems like it. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Again, well, very okay, weird so, business. So, so another reason that, I, that I, I, I still have a little bit of pause about, you know, being, uh, you know, fully sure of the fact that, uh, you know, Philip was, was entangled in this is that he just didn't really seem to like Stephen Ward. Uh, during that scene between the two of them and and it i don't know uh, like you know philip mentioned that he used to have you know mark mike parker um you know to set him up with these types of uh escapades but like i i i'm i don't know i'm hesitant to believe that philip would just immediately you know look over at this doctor and be like all right you're my new mike let's do it yeah, I don't know. It, it, this really seems like it could be the story of Stephen Ward becoming obsessed with Prince Philip and it's just blowing <laughs> up in his face. All right. But then, Ivan, as I have a question for you, as uh, now a citizen of Europe, Philip a goes resident. to. <laughs> a resident of Europe, yes. Um, Philip ends up going on this trip to Switzerland. And I've uh-huh. never been to Switzerland, but Switzerland is portrayed by Liz as the most scandalous place <laughs> in the entire world. Guys, I'm going to Switzerland next month. <laughs> nice. Give us an That's update. That's exciting. Are you going to San Moritz? Uh, I am not. I'm going to Zurich, but I'll probably make a day trip elsewhere. So who knows? I'll keep my options open. Yeah, definitely keep it on the short <laughs> list. <laughs> so what, what, what do you make of that trip? Because they didn't give us that many details about it. Uh, okay, so wait, wait. As in, like, what do I think Philip got up to during that trip? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he got up to Philip stuff. Um, you know, he probably, <laughs> like, he probably, you know, went hunting. He probably played some cricket. Um, he probably, like, you know, insulted some, I mean, I guess there's no indigenous people there. But but if there were, <laughs> he, he'd definitely insult them. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He probably just did typical Philip stuff. Like, did he, you know, wander into a gentleman's club at some point? Uh, sure, probably. Uh, but like, we're, we're not necessarily led to believe the San Moritz stuff. Um, that that was like completely unrelated from any of the, the Stephen Ward um, gatherings, right? Yeah. No, completely unrelated. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so he just did Philip stuff. Maybe he, you know, got up to a little bit of no good, but I, I don't think he was doing anything on the level of, uh, you know, some of these, uh, uh, some of these gatherings that uh, Doctor Ward orchestrated. Yeah, it was some weird timing though, because does he know that Elizabeth is pregnant when he leaves, or is he unaware of this still? Because it's like Liz gets pregnant, he's like, guess what, going to Switzerland. Goodbye. I don't know because the 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 show has just done so much like whiplash from a timeline perspective now it's like we were in 63 then we were in 62 now we're in 63 again like i i I don't know what to make of it i mean i would like to say just on the record that watching phil work out and i don't know what he was doing if they were push-ups or just like lifting his neck off the ground it's no surprise that he hurt himself yeah that was like i've never seen a workout like that (laughs) yeah that's that's what they did was that just like a british royal navy thing I guess just just hurt your neck. Yeah. Do it. Oh man. That was funny though. I quite enjoyed that. I like <laughs> to think that Philip just, you know, he runs the risk of injuring himself like every single day. Yeah. I, I I do I do like the idea that like 
you know, Philip is this guy who is, you know, probably now about to enter middle age. Um, he has a very comfortable, lavish lifestyle. Everything is kind of, you know, served to him on a silver platter. But the guy still wants to take care of himself. That's respectable. Yep. What do we think Liz's exercise routine is like? Because she's Oof, old now. Um, she must be doing something. It's just bench pressing she's not corgis. Old. <laughs> she's not well, old. Well, not now, I mean, but... In general, the oh, woman oh. is in her nineties. Oh, 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 okay. I thought you like I no, wasn't sure now. if you she's, meant now or like in the current narrative of the show. I'm like, she's not that old. She's like nah, in her mid to late thirties. Yeah, no, she's in her thirties. But she has lived a long life. So I have to think that she does something. It's just bench pressing corgis. It is just bench pressing corgis. That is the workout. Oh my god, that'd be so difficult. <laughs> the corgis would get so mad. I think they like it, you know. Have you ever tried to bench press a dog? No, but I mean, that's like the tallest they'll ever be. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of old, that brings us to another plot line and one of my favorite like exchanges in the show where um, McMillan, the prime minister, is recommending who should be his successor. And he recommends a very spry man 10 years his younger. So like a 70 year old man. (laughs) Classic politics. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we got a lot of McMillan here. Like, so much. So here's where my, like, ignorance of not just royal affairs, but also just British parliamentary procedure comes into effect. So we've now had, uh, you know, Churchill, uh, Anthony Eden, uh, Macmillan, and then, you know, Macmillan's successor uh, all, you know, hold, like, office now. So essentially the Conservative Party has been, you know, in control for and, you know, reappointed their leader multiple times now. And throughout the entire course of this series so far, like it always seems like the government is in turmoil. It always seems like the the citizens are unhappy and their you know poll their polls are at an all time low. Like, how has this party not been elected out of office at this point? Wait, was there not a Labour Party guy for like a quick second? I don't think so. No, because like because Anthony Eden was uh you know he he was in uh, Winston's party. And then after that, he like, yeah, uh, McMillan was also in, in, in the party. And, and now McMillan is appointing his successor. Like, it, it's all just been the, the same group of people, but like they're constantly unpopular, but still now in office for a, for a decade. Well, isn't the, the prime minister role is independent of like the election process? Oh, I thought it was whoever had the majority in parliament got to pick the prime, like from some of their party, they got to pick the prime minister. Yeah, exactly. So if the prime minister wanted to step down, there wouldn't be another election, I believe. It would just be that party picking a uh, new prime minister. These- <laughs> England, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That is a great question. I don't know. <laughs> I really thought there was a labor person somewhere in the middle, but I guess Liz only mentioned three guys. And and she spoke with like of all of them with contempt. Oh yeah, no, she clearly hates all. I mean, she liked she liked Winston, but like also acknowledged his flaws. Well, she just called them all quitters. Like like, come on, guys, can one of you like you know stick it out for more than three years, please? Can you They're so old. If every single one of our like presidents in a row all just quit, quit, quit. That would be really annoying to be a British citizen at this time. Yeah, but like, imagine that 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 happening, and then like the the same party is just still in control. I don't know; it baffles me. We, we it, there's probably a very simple answer to this process that I just need to look up. But I, I, within the narrative of the show, I'm very confused. I watched it just switch to labor like immediately next season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so McMillan is a big part of the episode, and I think it's all kind of about it leads to him stepping down. But I think the main sin that he did here was that he expressed strong support for somebody as a politician, always play the middle. But here he is making a speech in the noisiest environment possible <laughs> that he pr- that he is going to give his full support to John Perfumo, who is what, like the minister of, I don't, I don't even know, the minister of war? It's like the, the minister of war, I think, yeah. Yeah, why do you need a minister? Also, why do you need a minister of war? <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> what we have that? one of those. Do we? We have a. I think that was that. Like, I think we changed like the name of the like Department of War to Department of Defense, and I assume they probably did something similar eventually. Oh, okay. Because I was like, what does that say about the state of your country? (laughs) You just have a minister of war. Always at war. (laughs) But yeah, he expresses strong support for Mr. Perfumo, and you know what? 
that's a no-no if you're a politician. Yeah, I, I wasn't really paying attention to the storyline. <laughs> it just Wait, goes out of nowhere. Like, to? Th- this was the storyline. Like, no, I... This was the episode. The moment they bring in someone that I haven't seen before, and it's a season finale, I'm just like, I know they're just going to come and go. So, you know what? Again, <laughs> did a great job here. McMillan... Just, I don't know. I don't find wait, wait, him that wait, what, interesting. What, what, what are you saying? Like, like it takes three episodes of a character recurring before you'll pay attention <laughs> to them? Yes. <laughs> well, no, like I said, Perfumo, wait, has Perfumo been here the whole time? He hasn't been here the whole time. He, no, I don't he, think so. He hasn't, but like, is that just like, is that how you like allocate your attention? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I didn't really find him that. No, there's not. Okay, Winston was pretty interesting. Like, I'll give him that. But beyond that. These guys haven't been that interesting. I'm sorry. Maybe they'll have an interesting prime minister at some point. Who knows? There are more seasons of this show. But So did you just tune out during the um, Aunt Marina scene <laughs> where she was complaining about the noise? Wait, no, exactly. I listened to that. <laughs> I listened to that. <laughs> Nosy neighbors? Very interesting. I, I just want to think that Liz, if it was anyone else, she would have to go knock on their door and just be like, if it wasn't Margaret. Just be like, um, yeah, could you not? And then it'd still refuse. So did you did you not pay attention to the character of Christine Keeler? No, I did pay attention to that. Sorry, but was she just the the woman, Nina from the Americans? <laughs> she looked exactly like her. I mean, I know it's a different actress, and but like it was the same role with a woman who looked very similar. Yeah, I was paying attention to that. I listened, um, the the play, I I did pay attention to that. <laughs> the play. <laughs> Oh my god, that that hit too close to home. It reminded me of like going to UCB. Uh, <laughs> it's just like some random. Oh, the comedy show. show. I'm like, what play? <laughs> so it, it had a stage. Okay, but yeah, um, that one. Pay attention to that. Oh my god, yeah, what a traumatic I event agree, being Sam, called though. out. Like, <laughs> like I- I- improv comedy is you know most of the time already bad enough, but put it in like you know early '60s Britain, and I, I can't even imagine. It didn't seem funny at all, to be honest. I mean, maybe that was like expected, but I, I didn't laugh. There's so much I want to talk. I do want to talk about um, the um, Margaret's refurbishment project, but I also want to talk about uh, McMillan's wife, who we haven't seen since he was driving her to her uh, to her lover's house. The first interaction we see from them is uh, McMillan is worried about scandal and rumor um, within the government, and. I'm sorry, but, you know, pot, meat, kettle, you know, someone who's worried about scandal and rumor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, keep keep going. I know what you're about to say, but I want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, look, you can't be worried about that when that is your life. (laughs) But no, like, okay, well, but, but like more specifically, though, it's like the reason he told his wife to stop having this affair at the beginning of the season is, was that he was about to become prime minister. He has now been prime minister for a couple of years, and she has you know, not only continued this affair, but she and her dude are going to comedy shows in like a very <laughs> public setting. Like, it, 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 is there no scandal coming out of the fact that the prime minister's wife is going to see a shitty improv troupe and she's kissing some guy who isn't the prime minister whilst sitting in the audience? See, they, he's just so boring that, in fact, it's saving his political career because no one cares. That's what I'm getting from this. Carla, I'm surprised you paid attention because this is the first time we actually saw Boothby. <laughs> <laughs> Look... <laughs> I don't know what was happening while I was watching this episode, but I remember paying like a lot of attention to Tony and wondering why we hadn't seen Margaret's other kids get born. Like they were just like, oh yeah, she just has a couple kids. And you're like, who? What? All right. Shall we pivot to Margaret uh, and Tony? Because yeah, we haven't, have we not seen Tony since they got married? We have not seen much of Tony at all. Like I did the count. There were, Two episodes about him and Margaret this season, and then this episode in which he got, you know, maybe a minute of screen time altogether. Like, we we thought we were in for a ride with Matthew Good, but, you know, we hardly knew ye. Such a shame. (laughs) Such a shame. Yeah, so he, I guess, just now works for a local newspaper. Is that what's happening? It seems more glamorous than that, but maybe... Oh yeah, I mean he. I, I'd say probably like a international newspaper because they're sending him on assignment all over the globe. 
the, I mean, they're sending him on assignment, but the assignments are very vague. It sounds like he's choosing the assignments just to go places. Yeah, sure. But the fact that he's going all the way to like Tokyo means that, you know, he's he's not reporting for the Norwich Herald. True. <laughs> True. But I mean, I feel like he doesn't need the newspaper to send him on a trip. He just needs the newspaper to be like, yeah, you can go on this trip. But he would go on the trip regardless of whether the newspaper was sponsoring the trip or not. No. Oh, no, he wouldn't, because of course he'd want the newspaper to pay for it. Yeah, that's... Well, he would want them to pay for it, but, like, even if the newspaper was not paying for it, I believe that he would still go. Yeah, but, like, knowing him, he'd want to get the financing taken care of. (laughs) So, basically, he wants to go on some trips. Yeah. Work-sponsored trips. Yeah. Like, Like, I'm saying, like, if they said no to sending him to, like, I don't know, Brisbane... Uh, then he would just wait until the next assignment, you know, a few days later where they're sending him to Botswana instead. Yeah, I guess they probably are pretty frequent. Newspapers were much more robust in those days than they are now. So <laughs> makes sense. Okay. Can we talk about the moment when what's happening? Liz is getting a lot of backlash for choosing a new prime minister who's a friend of the family. So Margaret and Tony go to give their support to Liz, but Liz is not home. Phil comes back. And Margaret's going to yell at Philip, and then Tony is going to tell Philip that, you know what? If Philip ever needs a cover story, he's got his back. What? Why? Because <laughs> they're well, bros. Well, that's, not, that's not how I read that scene at all. It wasn't just like a cover story. It was like, if you want to have a good time, let me be the one to set you up. Oh, that's how you read that? Yeah, I kind of read that, that the same That's way. how I read it. Oh, I thought that I thought Tony was just saying that he would cover for Phil. Maybe a little no, both. no. Tony was like, "Hey, man." Tony wants to be a participant. Pe- oh, he already is. Well, well, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he wants to participate with Phil. Oh no, like I, that. I, <laughs> but uh, but I think yeah, I think Tony. <laughs> to- Tony that was wanted- actually an invitation. <laughs> no, but like Tony was saying, like, look, man, I I know people who like to party. I, I know I know places that can get you know, pretty wild. If you want me to set you up with a good time, just let me know. And, and it won't erupt in scandal because because I'm a cool guy and I got your back. Tony really not uh, bringing out the best in Phil. But, you know, he was on the floor and I thought that was I don't know how often they clean those floors. So, like, he's a wild man who's smoking near a carpet. I'm sure they clean the floors very often. <laughs> do you really, though? Yes. Do you really think they clean that room? I do. I think they clean every room. I think Jackie Kennedy said the walls were um, peeling. So do we really know? Do they have vacuum cleaners at this point in history? I think they do. I think so. They're probably not that good, but they exist. Okay. Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, that was probably like, you know, a 50s thing, right? You picture like the, the nuclear family, like, you know, housewives with their Hoover vax. Yeah. 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 But still, he had the cigarette near the carpet. So either way, he was ready to just take down the whole palace just so he could sit on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, lying on the floor. So I didn't realize when Aunt Marina comes to complain about uh, all of the noise that is is happening in Margaret's residence that um, Margaret's in an apartment. And then I didn't even realize like as she was pulling up that that wasn't her entire building. But apparently she just lives in an apartment in that building and she has like a crew of people working outside on the ground floor to help out on this apartment. Yeah. Okay. So this blew my mind as well. So are we to believe that Princess Margaret like occupies like one floor of like a luxury (laughs) condo building and the other floors are occupied by just fringe members of the, the extended family? I, you know, I would believe that Tony was like, I'm not living in a castle and so Margaret's like, all right, I'm just going to get the best apartment I could possibly oh. find. Okay, so so this is actually kind of a downgrade for Margaret. She was probably living, what, at like Windsor House prior to this? Like, probably. And then and once she got married, she moved out of her mom's house, essentially, mm-hmm. and yeah. moved in with Tony in a kind of a chic but probably smaller apartment, it sounds like. That's what it seems like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carlin, could you imagine... The audacity of having a, a kitchen table or a dining table in your kitchen. So like a fancy table in your kitchen? <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that? Just um, any table in your kitchen. Like 
The idea well, I have a table in my kitchen. meals in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I have a table in my kitchen. So this this doesn't seem that weird to me. It's a Apparently little at table. The time, it's so bohemian. With that level of society, like it, I mean, it was I guess. a no-no. Actually, I think the word was egalitarian. It's very egalitarian. I, I don't know why that would be, but I guess because they had such small rooms back then, like you would have really designated <laughs> activities for every room. And so if you start putting like, like yeah, you'd have a dining room that you, you dine in. And then you just move that around. That's like almost having your laundry in the kitchen, which I also have. <laughs> That's also apparently a British thing. How dare you try to make one room three different things? <laughs> we we'll try it here. <laughs> what else? Oh, I don't know if either. I'm sure you both noticed, but when Liz announces that she is going to be taking a leave of absence for a while, she announces that Queen Mother will be the one deputizing, not Margaret. Which I thought was hilarious, given I what mean, we saw from Margaret earlier. They don't stress well, Margaret. <laughs> well, Margaret was also pregnant. That's true, but um, Margaret doesn't have low iron levels, as far as we know. As far, as <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that you know, even I feel like even a pregnant Margaret would love the idea of being able to go around deputizing. I feel like she would be up to it if it were up to her. Oh, but, absolutely. You know what? She's not allowed to do it anymore. Queen Mother will be deputizing. I think it is really funny how long Queen Mother lives, considering what Margaret must be thinking of. Like, yeah, you know, once my mom dies, like, they'll let me do something. And then, wait, no, wait, hold just, on. I think I totally tired. misunderstood what, like, what, what was meant by the word deputizing in that context. Like, I thought that the Queen Mother was being deputized to take on all of the responsibilities of the monarch, all of like the ceremonial stuff. Instead, yeah. what you're saying, she's just doing the part of the job where you deputize others and like give them titles and have them do things. I think both of those things apply. Yeah. Oh, okay. I want to know what Queen Mother did in her in her reign. <laughs> I know we got a Queen Mother episode in season. Wait, one. where was she this episode? Did they really <laughs> deny me my last moments with Queen Mother looking like this? Well, like she she was she was part of the family portrait at the end. That doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. They had the kids in that. Like, <laughs> I don't even know who all those kids were. I'm surprised. Could Philip deputize now that he's a prince? Why yeah. does it? Why is <laughs> like, why is Queen Mother next in line? He's just on like a no fly list for <laughs> deputizing. <laughs> like, no, oh he's last. He's after Margaret. Like they'd put Tony first. Uh, no, I just thought that was funny given. The, the flack that Margaret got earlier. No, I know. Poor Margaret. What, what, <laughs> what has she been doing in this last half of the season? We don't know. Honestly, she's been so absent from the story. Honestly, Vanessa Kirby did not get a bombastic goodbye. Really, <laughs> well, no one I mean, did except for... No uh, one did. That's the thing, except for Philip and Elizabeth, which is probably right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like Vanessa Kirby, I mean, you you could argue that she was probably like, yeah, you don't even have to argue. She was probably third build in the show, right? After yeah. Matt yeah. Smith and Claire Foy. Like, yeah. Especially season two. Because it's... Right. Oh, actually, no. It's probably and John Lithgow. <laughs> he probably gets oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine being the person who has to tell the queen that she has low iron levels. How do you think the queen <laughs> responded to this accusation? Like, I mean, is it a dietary change? Like, what I what happens here? A- Rough pregnancy. I don't know. Isn't she? How old is she? In her mid thirties. Like we do this every week. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I maybe she's just at that age where like you just have more at risk pregnancies. She's been having kids for a while. I don't know. It looks like Charles is probably past the age of ten. So that's, that's well, a yeah, long I mean, time. I, I, I yeah, I mean, like at this point in history, I, I'm sure most of like the medical community was convinced that like women after thirty five probably shouldn't be having children at all, right? Like probably, probably. We, yeah. we, we know better now, but like back then that was probably the conventional wisdom. So McMillan tries to <laughs> actually, I'll take a step back. So when McMillan first tries to, um, to resign, Liz is like, no, you can't. And this feels like, I'm not sure if I believe that. I feel like if Liz knew how corrupt, you know, maybe not corrupt, but like just inept he is, I feel like she'd be like, yeah, it's time for you to go. I feel like she basically <laughs> did that with Anthony. Yeah, I don't know. She's just watching everything fall through her fingers, and she's just like, I I need something, even if it is this useless man. Uh, she's like, But yeah, she's like, I need some stability, but like from this guy, this guy is not going to give you that. <laughs> did, did he fake cancer? Was that a plot line? No, I think it was real. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he definitely had a tumor, 
Yeah, like a benign tuner that he described as being like the size of an orange and very uncomfortable. Is that just like, did he will that to happen? I want to know, how do you get that yeah, timing right? It does seem suspicious that, that yeah, the timing of all of it. Wait, Could so, you imagine if he had faked cancer to get out of being <laughs> prime minister? But, okay, so wait a second. So obviously, like, uh, Winston Churchill stepped down because he was, you know, getting old and and probably, you know, just his best days were behind him. Anthony Eden's resignation, I forget, was that was that also because he was too frail or or did did like some specific like political scandal happen to Wasn't that the Egypt thing? Yeah, I think it was both. It was partly that because of the Egypt situation. Right. But also his health, right? Yeah. Also his health. He has a doctor in Jamaica. I mean, maybe McMillan should go to the Jamaican doctor. <laughs> they just all go through say, there. Like, <laughs> it's like uh, a right of passage. Someone way way younger like then 10 years like it, it ugh, they they need somebody who isn't just gonna like completely break down after a few years in this office they should but you know what are we doing right now i guess we have a <laughs> we have a young vp that's it i mean line of the line of the episode all of her prime ministers are too old too ill or too weak she has a confederacy of elected quitters look she's right she's really right especially yeah. when like she can't leave her job and she says to watch these guys all quit. And I feel like that brings us to the scene of the episode, hashtag acting, where we get Claire Foy and Matt Smith in a room. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the directors were like, you know what? This is your last scene. Make it count. I mean, look, it was really good. Like, did did you guys have like a message flash across the, the, the screen saying for your consideration during this scene? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that said, I feel like it was a very well acted scene. And my fiance, who has not watched any of The Crown to this point, you know, for some reason sat down on the couch next to me as this final scene was playing. And she was like, you know what? I feel like I know exactly what's going on. And I feel like that's good acting. Yeah. I mean, it was like a really strong, it was a great send off for them. I don't know. It's like we make fun of them a lot on this program, but like it was a, it was my favorite scene of the episode for sure. The one note she did have was at the end, she said, that is a really extended hold. When yeah. They're <laughs> <laughs> just hurting. He's just hurting his neck again. And now we yeah. come full circle. Oh my God. When Phil says that he was in Switzerland taking care of dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, dolphin? Is that what he's. Yes. Carlin, were you not paying attention? <laughs> I guess I missed the dolphin line. But that I was definitely... the best line. Ari, I'm going to rewatch that scene. Yeah. No, he was in Switzerland because the World Wildlife Fund apparently is headquartered in Switzerland. Um, but Liz is like, it's a landlocked country. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. She's um, not wrong. Well, she knows that. She did learn her geography. She doesn't know where Antarctica is. Or was it Queen Mother didn't know where Antarctica was? Yeah. They're Queen learning. Mother knows very little. But she watches so many nature documentaries, so, like, that's ironic. If Liz could divorce Phil, she definitely would, right, at this point? Well, not after the little emotional moment they had before that. Yeah, probably. She seems very, like, 50s housewife where you're kind of, like, yeah, I expect my husband to, like, cheat on me. He just has to be, like, respectful in other ways. And if you can do that, you'll stay. But otherwise. So she got him to be, she got him to show up for a birth. Yeah. That's all she wanted. He was not playing squash this time. No, he was not <laughs> playing squash. I still can't believe they didn't show us, like, Charles or Anne's birth. Like, that still seems so strange to me. Well, because I think the birth happened during those years in between uh, uh, Philip and Elizabeth getting married and then her ascending to the throne like dur during the Malta years which they okay. kind of skimmed then past this is what I do think they should have had when Elizabeth became queen so rapidly I wish we had seen a like a scene of her telling Charles because like obviously he probably thought it was going to be a very long time for him that yeah. he would ever be monarch I don't know yeah. I, I I'm sure he was told by that point that hey your you know your mom's gonna become queen at some point in the future. Like he's I don't know. Like I said, I I would have had a scene of that. I think it would have been interesting. So I feel like this scene does, however, fit into a pattern between Liz and Phil, where you know they're both trying to figure out what the best working relationship for them is. So do we think that anything about their relationship is going to change 
based upon, I guess, the penultimate scene of of the episode. Maybe they're gonna be old. They're gonna be middle aged now. I I have to believe that, like, from a, a pure storytelling perspective, they would not have had this be the finale if this wasn't like that decisive turning point in their relationship. Fair enough. All right. Um. Anything else here? Is this? A, it feels like I'm eulogizing these people. Like, obviously, the, <laughs> it's weird because, like, they're, they're not dying, but this is, like, for all intents and purposes, like, the end of Claire Foy, Matt Smith, Vanessa Kirby. Like, this is it. Well, except for Claire Foy, some Emmy Award winning guest oh, yeah. spot in. <laughs> yes, yes. Wait, did she win the Emmy for that? I think she did, right? I think she did, yeah. So, um, you know. This is, this is probably also the last time we'll see Will Keen. Who is Will Keen? Michael Adeen. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. She imagine they didn't switch him out, but they switched everyone else. I'm surprised there's no protocol for waking up the queen. He seems so confused in that moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably an end for uh, a rap on Matthew Good. Rip. Terrible. <laughs> how dare they? I guess, uh, Carlin, how would, you, how would you qualify their performances here? And can we expect equivalent or perhaps better performances from the next cast um i would hope that they would at least measure up to the cast before them because i think they know how like beloved this cast was so like i i don't know i feel like olivia coleman she's very good i i have high hopes no and yeah like they got a really solid like next cast because like helena bottom carter very good tobias menzies again if you want to see the terror he was very good in that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be good. I don't think they're, <laughs> they're not as, like, pretty. So I don't know if that's going to affect the, like, overall wow. vibe. Wow. They had, like, the, the you know, this young and beautiful This supposed to be a scholarly season. discussion, Carlin. <laughs> Has it ever been a scholarly discussion? <sighs> but I don't know. I think they have to, like, they're bringing, like, different angles to the whole thing. We're, like... I mean, obviously, I think the characters, as they get older, they sort of lose their shine a little bit. They lose their yeah, shine. Yeah, that's what happens to everyone in real <laughs> yeah, life, Yeah, I know. Too. They're going to show that, but it will affect audiences because we're all conditioned to be like the young and the beautiful. It's going to happen to all of us. Just you wait. Ten, ten years from now, you're going to be like, oh, I miss my Claire Foy, Foy days. Uh, excuse me. I would still be in my Claire Foy days in ten years. <laughs> We're at like season, like early, or like season one, Claire yeah. Foy at the very beginning. Yeah. Ivan, do you think there was ever a discussion in production of like Benjamin buttoning these people and just riding them the whole way? Wait, what do you mean Benjamin buttoning? Like, like with the makeup and like, you know, maybe a little bit of CGI, just like, so, you know. So like, so like a reverse Benjamin button, you mean? Like <laughs> I just mean in terms of like the makeup, you know, in terms of like really leaning into aging these same characters yeah i mean if this was a 30 year reign of queen elizabeth ii maybe but we know that that's not the case like there's no way claire foy is going to be playing queen elizabeth amid the Meghan markle scandal <laughs> could you imagine they tried to like this is us with that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the queen's iron levels seem to be just fine. So I don't know who is giving her that advice. Superhuman iron levels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Closing thoughts here on season two as a whole. Ivan, what you, you said last week that this, this season seemed like it was leading to nothing. Did it get there for you or did it end still at nothing? You know, it's tough because I feel like the first half of this season was very, very strong. And then, you know, a couple of the episodes here in this back half sort of meandered. And ultimately, like, we weren't building up to anything. And, you know, the penultimate episode was this, you know, weird Prince Philip flashback episode that came out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, we are given this additional chapter uh, in the story of uh, Philip and Elizabeth's marital woes, which like we got this like three episode epic just focusing on that at the start of the season. And, and they really seem to kind of like, you know, put a period on it there at the end of episode three. And then, yeah, you know, lacking any other seasonal arc to, you know, build up and pay off we just kind of revisited that and like obviously that's you know an important storyline to depict but 
yeah, you know, something about like the, yeah, the ongoing like seasonal structure, it, it fell a little flat, at least compared to season one. Um, yeah, I think there were more high points in this season, though. Like, you know, there were more episodes that I thought were like thoroughly well done, even though oh, yeah. it didn't like amount to a full better season. Yeah, the highs were very high. I will say, I feel like we're missing out on the buddy, you know, movie of Phil and his assistant going to find an Austin, <laughs> a neck doctor. Well, that's true. We did miss that. I feel like that could have been fun. All right. So um, shall we dive into our Kinky Crown Award for the final kinky, uh, kinky Crown Award of season two? Because I feel like there were some kinky lines in this episode. They did deliver on that. Carlin, what, what do you have for us? I feel like mine were kind of weak. They were more situational. Um, let's see. I, I feel like Ward, like, drawing a bunch of Phillips was probably, like, my top, like, unique one <laughs> for this one. Because there's always kind of the the running gag of Elizabeth, like, dressing down these prime ministers. Yes. Which, like, it's deserving of a spot, but only if, like, we can't find anything else. So okay. I guess I'd do Ward and his drawings. Okay. Ivan, did you, did you see anything in this episode? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to like look at anything outside of like the, you know, kind of vortex of like the Stephen Ward stuff and the Stephen Ward adjacent stuff. But I'm trying. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, did did Christine Keeler do anything particularly kinky? I, I feel like not really. Like, I don't think it was so. All, it was all just uh, litigious stuff with her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, uh, OK, how about this? Um. Okay, the very last uh, shot of the episode where they were taking the family photograph, Elizabeth um, puts her hand on Phillips on his lap. By royal standards, that's probably p- pretty risque. So that's my <laughs> kinky crown nominee. Oh my okay. God, I forgot. <laughs> this was just camera work, but when they were having their like fight and their makeup and you just see Phillips' head like dip down into her lap, I was like... For one second, I'm like, are they doing like what Outlander did? And then they just, then obviously like he was just like resting his head there. So the moment, like I couldn't yeah. stay there very long, but there was a moment. Mm. Drafting off uh, what Carlin was saying. I don't know if you, this was very small, but I noticed when they first go to Stephen Ward's apartment and they're looking at all of the photos or the portraits on the mantle of, you know, I guess his work, there was one that was just a butt. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was like one of these things does not belong, and it was just one butt. Um, (laughs) Also, uh, Phil is trying to get his assist. Is that his new, like, I guess, like, man-in-waiting is not the best, is not the correct word. His private secretary. Is that the guy at the beginning, his new private secretary? I assume so. Yeah, probably safe bet. By the way, just, like, on that note... What the hell happened to that excellent lady in waiting character that was in that Margaret episode <laughs> from earlier in the season? I feel you like they get Margaret. Intru- you think we're getting the lady in waiting? <laughs> oh, they introduced that character and we were all so excited about her. And that was like right around that, you know, kind of turning point of the season where it suddenly started to get, you know, a little lackluster after that. It's because we they never delivered on the lady in waiting. This is why Carlin doesn't pay attention to new characters. Yep. I can't. <laughs> they made me have trust issues now. <laughs> but yeah, Philip wants the man in wait. No, I did it again. Philip wants the private secretary to fix his neck. He's like, just do it. And the private secretary won't do it. And so Phil tells him to stop being so bloody wet. A little kinky. Oh. Oh, hey. that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see if I have anything else. In the trial, uh, the barrister is yelling at Stephen Ward, and he says, be in no doubt, he's a thoroughly filthy fellow. Oh, he's oh, a thoroughly okay. filthy fellow. Which, can I just say, like, what a <laughs> what a weird trial scene. <laughs> yeah. I know we didn't talk about it too much, but, you know, th- it felt like the, I guess this was, what, the, def- the, the prosecution? Um, yes. Just really went in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was so much sensationalism going on in this episode. Like that shot where I think it was a, a copy of the Daily Mirror, and the headline is just "What the hell's going on in this country?" <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. Okay, um, I will vote for the butt. I am going to vote Philip's neck and the private secretary. Okay, uh, these are both your nominations. 
Sam, These are both my choose, nominations. You got to choose between your favorite child. <laughs> I do. Part of me wants to go with the neck just because I don't like giving it to Stephen Ward. It is a good nom. I feel like if it was a wait, different wait. character. Wait, what? do you mean to suggest that that's Stephen Ward's butt? Oh, maybe it is a picture of his own butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That wasn't what I was suggesting. But, um, I mean, late nominee. <laughs> late 11th hour nominee i liked what you guys were saying earlier where matthew good just wants to be included in phillips you know <laughs> oh my god oh what have i done that would have been the ultimate <laughs> scandal oh yeah no i'll go with i'll go with uh philip and his private secretary did philip win the first one is he just like bracketing us maybe good for philip yeah i think we've covered it any closing thoughts here that we haven't touched upon yet Oh, uh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll miss these kids, you know, this was like, obviously, yeah. we like Carlin said, we've got a prestige cast to look forward to next season. But uh, yeah, I mean, Claire Foy and Matt Smith, uh, and, you know, also Vanessa Kirby, and also John Lithgow, you know, they, they made the crown what it was, they, it, it was a success uh, in large part due to these performances that they put in uh, over the course of 20 episodes. So yeah, no end of an era. I'm not sure when Winston dies, but I feel like it was weird that we didn't see... If it didn't happen already, it was weird that we didn't see it. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till next season. Will John Lithgow be the only person? God, they just keep him. <laughs> that they keep. Yeah, all right. So that's a close, I think, on season two of The Crown. We're going to take off a couple weeks, uh, perhaps months. We'll see before we dive into season three. You know, we, we keep it loose here on Crowning Around, but... In the meantime, don't worry. Similar to what we did between seasons one and two, we are going to visit a couple of ancillary uh, works that we think could fit into this era uh, of the crown of the you know of the royal history that we just watched, and perhaps some other things as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, let's see, Ivan. If people want to talk to you, give you suggestions about things that you can watch, uh, you know, revolving around the royal family, where can they do that? Talk to my man Tony, and he will he'll set you up. He'll he'll get you in touch with me. Yes, all right. Yes, I need you there, Anthony. I think we're all agreed. I need you. That that's not what I was referencing. <laughs> How dare you not record, Tony? Carlin, what about you? Where can people find you on the social media? Um, on Twitter, I am at Carlin Greenwald and on Instagram, I am at Carlin underscore G E E. All right. And I am on Twitter at Sir Sam Chung, but the best place to reach us if you want to, uh, you know, talk to us about the podcast is on Twitter at crown around pod. We'll keep what we're doing next time a surprise. So stay tuned. And that brings us to a wrap here on season two. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time. And God save the queen. God, God save, save the, the queen. queen.